Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wal'aqibata lil-muttaqeen Wal'a'udwana illa ala al-dhalimeen Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallah Wahtahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh Sallallahu alayhi Wa ala alihi wa ashabihi Wa man da'a bi da'watihi Wa stanna bi sunnati Ila yawmiddin Wa sallam tasliman kathira Amma ba'd Fawusikum wa nafsi Bitaqwa Allah azza wa jal Wa sam'i wa ta'a Wa yaqul al-haq subhana Ya ayuhal ladhina amunu Attaqu Allah haqqa tuqati Wa la tamutunna Illa wa antum muslimun All praises are due to Allah Lord of the worlds And surely Allah is the best to protect Surely there is no animosity, no ill feeling except for the oppressor. And I bear witness that Allah is one and has no partners and that Muhammad the son of Abdullah is his servant and his last messenger. And may Allah always and constantly send peace and blessings to Muhammad, to his family, to his companions and to all those who call to his way and establish his sunnah to the Day of Judgment. As to what follows, I begin by reminding myself of the importance of taqwa, the importance of the consciousness of Allah in everything that we do. Whether we, whether we are in Islamic occasions or in worldly occasions, whether we are in the masjid or at business, we should never forget that there is one mighty in power who has knowledge of all things and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed to us O you who believe have the consciousness of Allah fear Allah in the way he should be feared and do not die except in a state of Islam O you who believe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through his infinite mercy revealed the last message in a way that would be relevant to the Prophet Muhammad and his companions in the Arabian Peninsula. It would be relevant to a tribal society in Jazirat al-Arab. But this message would continue in its relevance, not only to people of the Arabian Peninsula, but all over the planet and in all times. And the message was a complete one. It gave guidance when Muslims are in state of weakness. It gave guidance when Muslims were in a state of strength. And in the sixth year after the Hijrah, the Prophet ﷺ and his companions made an intention to go to Mecca to make Umrah. Not to, to fight, not for hostility, but only to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they were blocked from this. The polytheists of Mecca, in a continuation of their hatred, genocide, exile, murder, they blocked the Muslims from worshiping their Lord. But by the mercy of Allah azza wa jal, the Treaty of Hudaybiyah was signed 
and the Muslims were able to return at a later date. And by the eighth year after the Hijrah, the Muslims had opened up Mecca. And they were now in a state of strength, not in a state of weakness, but they were in a state of strength where they had the ability to harm others or to leave them alone. To establish justice or to be involved in oppression. And in this state of strength, in many cases is the greatest test. Because in the state of weakness we are calling out to our Lord. But in the state of strength where we have the ability now over somebody else's life, will we establish justice? Or will we establish oppression and evil? And Allah Azza wa Jal revealed in Surah Al-Ma'idah verses concerning the sacred house. And concerning how to deal with people in the precincts of the sacred house. Those who at one point had done harm to the Muslims. And Allah Azza wa Jal in the 8th verse revealed أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا كُونُوا قَوَّامِينَ لِلَّهِ شُهَدَاءَ بِالْقِسْتِ وَلَا يَجْرِمَنَّكُمْ شَنَآنُ قَوْمٍ عَلَىٰ أَنْ لَا تَعْدِلُوا اِعْدِلُوا هُوَ أَقْرَبُ لِلتَّقْوَى وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ خَبِيرٌ بِمَا تَعْمَلُوا Allah revealed, O you who believe, be upright for Allah. Bearers of witness with justice. And let not the hatred of a people incite you to not act with justice. Be just. That is nearer to piety. And keep your duty to Allah. Surely Allah is well aware of all that you do. These verses are extremely important to us. Because the concept of taqwa seems to be in many cases a distant one. How can we gain taqwa? How can we have a balanced relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? But one of the qualities of taqwa as Allah said, I'dilu huwa aqrabu taqwa If you are just, if you are balanced, if you give justice whether it's for yourself or against yourself, that's closer to taqwa. That is what you want. And so justice is a key element. Just as we learn mizan, balance, is a key element for Muslims. It was in the early days and it is up until today. And when we go out of the mizan, out of the balance, out of the justice, then the opposite is oppression. Because dhulm, Oppression is described by the scholars as going over. Mujawazat al-Hudud, when you go over the limits with people. And so, the Prophet ﷺ was given a mighty lesson. That even though they had done you wrong, even though they tortured you, they killed you, they drove you out of your home, the ends does not justify the means. It is not, uh, it does not give you the right to oppress other people or to fight evil with evil. And this is a crucial 
concept for Muslims today. Because at many points in our history, this was the deciding factor between whether we would be considered oppressors or whether we would be considered liberators. Oh, you who believe, last week I was on a journey to Spain and Morocco and we were studying in details the history of Islam in Al-Andalus. What happened to Muslims during this 800 year period? We know that in 711, Tariq ibn Ziyad rahimahullah opened up Al-Andalus. The believers in one God from the Christians and the Jews were crying out to the Muslims to defend them from the unjust Trinitarian taxes, from the oppression. And Tariq came and he opened it up. He continued north throughout Spain and Portugal with Musa bin Nusayr, rahimahullah, his Amir, following closely behind. And they opened up just about the whole of the Iberian Peninsula, right to the Pyrenees Mountains. People opened up their doors for the Muslims because the Muslims represented justice. They did not compel people to accept Islam. They represented a balanced approach. And so people opened up their doors and accepted the Muslims to be the ones who would guard the truth and guard the rights of the poor. And following this, Abdurrahman al-Dakhil, Abdurrahman, the last of the Umayyads, Rahimahullah, entered into Al-Andalus and established an amazing dynasty. He ruled by example. Although he was the leader, he fed the poor. He did not surround himself with bodyguards. He gave education for everybody, Muslim, Christian, or Jew. He did not compel people to accept Islam, but he showed Islam as a natural upgrading for the lifestyle of any human being. But after the time of Abdurrahman al-Dakhil, when three generations went by, corruption started to set in. The leaders then began to care about Hayat al-Dunya, the life of this world, building palaces. They started to surround themselves with bodyguards to be afraid of their people. Tribalism came in. Arab versus non-Arab. Light skin versus dark skin. Until Ibn Khaldun, rahimahullah, he mentions during his time, when the second great fitna or civil war hit Al-Andalus, he said there were more emirs than there were towns. So every town you go to, there's emir al-mu'mineen. Every place the leader thinks that he is the ultimate leader of the Muslims. And then this brought on a backlash. A Trinitarian backlash. Where people were enslaved. Where they were driven out. And the historians say over three million Muslims were either exiled, internally displaced, or killed during this time. It is an unbelievable history of what happened, a rise and the fall. And so Muslims were caught in between two extremes, two unjust extremes. On the one side were the emirs, their own leaders who had become corrupted, 
fighting against each other. And on the other side was a right-wing backlash. And it was during this backlash that the Spanish Inquisition began. And this is where people would be tested for their faith. And if you did not say you were Catholic, believing in the Trinity, they would literally burn you alive. This is where the hoods came for the Ku Klux Klan. The first to burn the crosses and to wear the hoods. And Muslims suffered under this. But by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after generations, after almost 500 years, when Islam was prohibited in the land, now people are accepting Islam all over Spain. Now there are masjids coming up. Now even the Spanish government itself wants to put halal, uh, restaurants, to put Qur'ans are being put into the hotels. Without armies, without a force, by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we were leaving our journey and coming back from Morocco, we had to pass through Paris, France. And that was last Sunday. So you could imagine the tension that we faced entering into France last Sunday with the horrific events that had gone on in that land. We found a state of insecurity. People afraid of Muslim just by the way you look. And this was just outright evil. It was wrong. And it was a fitna. And Muslims found themselves caught between two extremes again. The one extreme was a crazed group of fanatics coming out of our own ummah that the Prophet ﷺ had predicted in the past and described them like no other group was ever described of the groups that would arise to oppose the Sunnah. On the other side is a right-wing backlash coming down on Muslims. It's a fitna, as the Muslims in Al-Andalus had gone through in what they call a fitna Tataniya, the second great fitna that happened in Al-Andalus, we are now in a major chaos similar to this. But this is where the Sunnah is so important. This is where our sources are important. This is where we have to really understand what it is to be a Muslim. On the one extreme, is the backlash. And this backlash, we are feeling it even here in Canada. Now we have to know history, we have to know our roots, we have to know what our people have gone through. If we do not understand our roots, then we don't really know who we are today. The Muslims in Al-Andalus who faced the Inquisition, the situation was so bad, that they were forced to accept Catholicism. Those who did not die and did not make hijrah to North Africa, they were forced to accept Catholicism or die by fire. And they were called Morescos. The Jews were also forced. And so they were called Morenos. 
So the Moreskos and Morenos were people who were hiding their identity. Inside they were Muslim or Jew, but outside they said they believed in everything that was there in the Trinity. But the Inquisition was so bad, they wanted to root out every aspect of Islam in this individual. And so if they found a person who took a bath on Thursday night, they will burn you alive. They want no inkling of Islam left. Nothing. If you just don't like pork, if you just don't like drinking alcohol three times a day, they will take you to the courts to try you. So our situation here in Canada is far from this. But we have to put it into perspective. Just this week, a young Muslim mother was going to pick up her son in Green Noble Public School. Two grown men come out and start beating her, kicking her down on the sidewalk, trying to rob her and telling her, go home. You don't belong in this country. They tried to tear off her scarf. But you know what is strange about this? She was born here. And her children were born here. So where is she going to go home to? And the beautiful thing that is still left about Canada is that the mayor of Canada, Mayor Tory, when he heard this, he responded and he said, this is disgusting, it is unacceptable and not reflective of Toronto's values. Then they burnt the masjid, Masjid al-Salam in Peterborough. Burned down the masjid, set it on fire. But by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the people of Peterborough, not only Muslims, people of other faith responded. They needed 80,000 and they've raised over 110,000 in a few days. The people responded. So there is a lot of good left in the people. Compare us to Spain now, where if you even took a bath on Thursday night, you will die. So things are not as bad, but still, we cannot go to sleep. A Quebec man, wearing a joker mask, waving a pistol, said he's going to clean up Canada of all Muslims. Right? He claimed to be the joker. And to do this, but people responded against this. Fortunately for us, with the elections, the Prime Minister himself, Justin Trudeau, recognized what happened in Peterborough. Recognized what happened to Muslims and said, vicious and senseless acts of intolerance have no place in our country and run absolutely contrary to Canadian values of pluralism and acceptance. And people in cities all around the country are holding hands with Muslims. So there is a lot of good that is around us. But we should not forget our role in this. We have to take a stance against the right wing. You cannot be a weakling. You have to stand. But if we don't look inside of ourselves, we won't really understand what is wrong. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us, Inna Allah la yughayiru ma biqawmin hatta yughayiru ma bianfusihim Allah will not change the condition of a people until they change that which is in themselves. The other extreme that we're caught in between 
The Prophet ﷺ in authentic hadith reported in the Musnad of Imam Ahmed is reported to have said, يَخْرُجُوا أَخِرِ الزَّمَانِ قَوْمٌ أَحْدَاتُ الْأَسْنَانِ سُفَهَاءُ الْأَحْلَامِ يَقْرَأُونَ الْقُرْآنِ لَا يُجَاوِزُ تَرَاقِيهِمْ يَقُولُونَ مِنْ قَوْلِ خَيْلِ الْبَرِيَّةِ يَمْرُقُونَ مِنَ الدِّينِ كَمَا يَمْرُقُ السَّهَمْ مِنَ الْرَمِيَّةِ The Prophet said, at the end of time, there will emerge a people who will be young in age, foolish, they will recite the Qur'an, but it will not go further than their collarbones. They will quote the words of the best of mankind. But they will pass out of Islam as the arrow passes through its prey. The signs of extremism that we have to come to grips with. And extremism is not making five prayers per day. <coughs> extremism is not having a beard or not wearing hijab. Extremism is not praying in Ramadan. But there are signs that, that, that our ulama have shown us throughout history. And these are a few to be aware of. Number one, as the hadith said, they will be young in age. And the Prophet ﷺ even warned about a group. If they're all young, and they're agreeing on something which is in opposition to the elders of knowledge, then watch out for this group. They will be young in age. Number two, they will be angry and foolish. So they speak before thinking. When you discuss with them, they contradict everything that you say. They say, either my way or the highway. No tolerance at all. Number three, arrogant and boastful. Harshly condemning others who, who do not join them. Elitism. They sometimes even have a special way to walk, a special way to talk, a special type of clothing that they wear. And they label others with hypocrisy. Number four, this is a strange one. They will be abundant in worship. They will be worshiping Allah, praying and fasting, sometimes more than you and I. They will read the Qur'an as after the time of the Prophet when Abdullah ibn Abbas went to the Khawarij and he came to them and he said the Qur'an, it sounded like bees buzzing. They were reading the Qur'an so much. Their eyes were red, their heads were calloused from praying. But as the Prophet said, they will pass out of Islam. It is a strange form of extremism. Misinterpreting the Qur'an misinterpreting the sunnah, especially leaving the aspects of compassion, of mercy, of love, the balance. You have to have a balance, not one extreme or another extreme. That is the Islamic way. Number six, eloquent in speech. The Prophet ﷺ describing them, he said, يُحْسِنُونَ الْكَلَامُ وَلَكَنْ يُسِيُونَ الْفِعْلُ they will have nice, beautiful speech, but their actions the opposite. So don't be fooled just by the speech of individuals. Number seven, they will make fatwas and, and, and make takfir. They will make fatwas, 
calling for disbelief of other Muslims and also making the blood of other people halal. Eight, they will slander the ulama, they will slander the scholars and spend most of their time slandering the leadership of Islam. And so at this point in time, what is needed is the balance. Remember what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. This is where the Qur'an becomes real to us now. What did Allah say? Yes, you have died. You have been tortured. You have been killed. You have been driven out. What did He say? Ya ayyuha ladheena amanu kunu qawwamina lillah shuhada bil qist. Very important words. O you who believe, be upright for Allah and be witnesses with justice. وَلَا يَجْرِمَنَّكُمْ شَنَآنُ قَوْمًا عَلَىٰ أَنْ لَا تَعْدِلُوا اِعْدِلُوا هُوَ أَقْرَبُ لِلتَّقْوَى وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ خَبِيرٌ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ And Allah finishes these eternal words by saying, and let not the hatred of a people incite you not to be just. Be just. Be just. Be just. That is nearer to piety. And fear Allah. Because Allah is well aware of all that we do. And so this ummah is under a test. But Allah has given us an example, a sterling example. If we are to follow this example, if we do not follow it, then Allah has also promised He will replace us. He will replace us as He did historically. And find a people who you would never believe to be Muslim, who would rise up and be true balance followers of the Prophet Muhammad So we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would give comfort to those who are suffering in the Muslim world. We pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would give comfort and relieve the refugees, those who are dying, leaving the Muslim world. We pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would help all of those who are trying to help those who are in need. We pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would purify our hearts, purify us from any bad feelings that are inside of ourselves. We pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would protect the children of the Ummah of Muhammad May Allah protect at the dignity and honor of the women of the Ummah of Muhammad May Allah protect and guide the men of the Ummah of Muhammad And may Allah bring up balanced leaders to take our misguided political leaders from darkness into light. And may Allah help us to join hands with those people of conscience of all religions in our society here and stand up for justice. We should stand up for what is right. May Allah help us to stand up for what is right, right here in this society and protect our children and our families. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullahi wa lakum wa li sa'iri muslimina min kulli dhambin istaghfiru innahu huwa ghafur rahim. Alhamdulillah al-wahad al-ahad al-fard al-samad al-ladhi lam yalid wa lam yulad wa lam yakul lahu kufu wa an-ahad 
wa usalli wa usallam ala khatibil anbiya'i wa mursalin nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa ba'd ya ibadullah taqullah haythu ma kuntum wa yaqulu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam inna li kulli umma fitna wa fitnatu ummati almal every nation has a trial and test the trial and test of this nation is wealth wa yaqulu alhaq subhana mukhbiran wa amira inna allaha wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Allahumma salli wa sallam ala abdika wa rasulika Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabi ajma'in waradallahu ala al-khulafa al-rashidin Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman wa Ali wa anna bi rahmatika arham rahimin alhamdulillahilladhi hadana lihada wa ma kunna linahtariya lawla an hadana Allah Rabbana la tuzi qulubana ba'da idh hadaytana wa hablana min ladunka rahma إنك أنت الوهاب ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكف عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع ربنا اللهم اغفر للمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات الأحياء منهم والأموات برحمتك أرحم راهمين إباد الله يرحمكم الله إن الله يعمى بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاد القربة وينها عن الفشاء والملك وبغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون أقيم الصلاة